the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. All right, we're on the other side of our break. Uh, let, let me go back to line one briefly and talk with Hassan. Hassan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, so 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 work with me, man. What what? How do you want to um, take away from our conversation some real practical principles that might give you um, – some more confidence in terms of how you how, how you're dealing with some I guess some uh, some opposition some conflict people not understanding you people not feeling you. Mm, yeah, I just I just want to know two things. Uh, one, I just want to um, avoid because the conversation you're talking about take care, mm-hmm. and um, I don't want to I don't want to sound I don't want to sound condescending when I'm asking. Okay, is it rooted in something solid, or is it just you know a, a gut reaction? Right, um, and I also want to know if those same rules apply when when discussing these issues with believers. Do you see that? Oh yeah, they do, they definitely do, okay. uh, and they and they okay. should. I, I like that second question. Let me see if I can make an observation on it before I let you go. I, I think one of the mistakes that believers make is thinking that they're so different than people that somehow they have the upper hand, and they really don't. Um. And the gospel doesn't design the believer to be some kind of Superman or Superwoman or some clairvoyant uh, mystic that has the ability to see things accurately in a nanosecond uh, uh, every time over the non-believer. That's just not the way God set it up. Um, in fact, a lot of times the way that the believer is going to actually win the non-believer uh, and and in a conversation around gospel matters is to know how to get into the pit with them and and resonate with their scenario and then be able to actually cut the lights on in that pit because what uh, an unbeliever will quickly know when they are uh, put into the presence of a humble true believer who really is um, wise uh, in winning souls, as the proverb says, he that is he that is he that wins souls is wise. He that wins souls is wise. Not he that tries to win souls. He that wins souls is wise, uh, and and that means that he has or she has the empathy and the um, the shared experiences of brokenness that allow us to immediately recognize and pinpoint a point of brokenness, uh, which becomes a point of conversation, a point of dialogue with that lost person, uh, so that we can say, yeah, man. I struggle with that. Yeah, girl, I struggle with that one, too. Mm. Uh, So 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 tell me how you handle that, because, you know, I found a way to handle it. So now rather than standing outside of a person's pit, you know, hollering down to them while they in the pit. Hey, Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Why are you in the pit? Uh, The reason you're in the pit is this. The reason you're going through this is this. The reason you're going. And when you do that, you're not winning anybody to Christ. Um, And so. But a lot of times believers, um, as you would know, Hassan, are struggling with pits as well. And and um, we have to climb into each other's pits. So sometimes the conversation is going to have to be, hold on, let me climb down in there with you and then we can talk. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You got it? 
Yeah. Yeah. So make sure also, you know, man, that as you are tracking with me this year on the matter of uh, of, of integrity, that you capture it as um, as that union and communion that takes place between the believer and the spirit of God, by which the spirit of God is helping develop in you and me a kind of uh, consistency and coherence of thought that uh, that that helps us avoid um, genuine conflict in our conscience that destroys, you know, confident faith that, you know, we're going to be challenged with that. So listen, I'm going to be laying out the meaning of conf- uh, of uh, integrity. I'm going to be laying out the, the modes of application. And then I'm going to be main- laying out the main objective because we are sinners and therefore maintenance of integrity is an ongoing process. And I ain't ashamed of it. Um, that's what forgiveness is all about. That's what cleansing is all about. And that's what, what resetting is all about. And the believer has to know how to employ the modes of application in the area of integrity so you can get on up and keep it moving. The devil, the world, and even your own conscience would love to keep you in pits that you have fallen into or have uh, voluntarily jumped into uh, when God has made a provision for us to get on up out of those pits and keep it moving. And that's what I want to encourage you in. Appreciate it. All right. Bless you. Let me go to line two and talk with Deb. Deb in Oakland. Deb, Deb, you Deb, Deb going once. Uh, Brother Jesse. Hey, what's happening? Um, you know what? Where are you at? I'm, I'm thanking God that God gave me the cerebral palsy and all the physical things he gave me. Mm-hmm. Because that is what keeps me in integrity. I have to be real with myself and God and others. Oh, I love it. Now, that's one of the actual statements that I have here. Let me, let me, let me, let me pull down this crazy screen and show you what I'm talking about here. Now watch this. So in in my opening presentation that I'm going to be doing when I begin to talk to the congregation about integrity, Deb, here's how I open. The call and challenge of keeping it real, first with ourselves and then with God. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So talk to me, girl. So what is happening with me is that I'm struggling with that because a lot of people make assumptions about me. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, you're, you're a Christian walk, and your Christian life is real easy. I said, oh, is it? <laughs> Are you sure? Right. 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 How, how, what, what are make, why would they make that assumption about you? I mean, why, um, are you hard to read? No, I don't think so. I mean, so now one of the uh, one of the areas in which when we're developing the issue of integrity this year, and I, maybe you'll get to hear it on the radio or something when we're doing it, but you know, you know how I, mean, I am. If I get a chance to teach it on Mondays, I will. One of the things about integrity, uh, I mean, one of the things about uh, the believer in the area of integrity is knowing what kind of person you are, like how God made you. Now, some of us are easy to read. But Deb, some of us are not easy to read. And if you're not easy to read, that's not your fault. But you will have to know that so that when people are offended or misinterpret you, uh, that's not your fault. That's their fault. But you have to understand that. Yeah. But they assume that because I'm I'm in this bed that I don't have anything else to do but, you know, work on me and that... um, um, because they're walking around, they're doing a better job, and you know, um, than I am, and that, um, you know, 
my life is uh, superficial and their lives are not. Right. That would be a, that would be the furthest thing from the truth. I wonder why people would draw that conclusion. I mean, that that makes no sense when you and I realize that the real world um, is is available to us in all forms, and that um, the 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 most the the for the most part the work of grace in the believer's life has to do with the factors of integrity that I'm talking about, and that means it's there's a world of of uh, reality and development and struggle and tension uh, in our own hearts. That 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 makes it challenging every day when we open our eyes. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to go out and bump into people uh, to have a hard time. Um, well, they're always saying you're not in the world world. You live in an isolated world, so you really don't understand what it's like. Right. I don't get that. I don't either. I don't get that with you, though. I, what I'm saying is, I, you know, I do know that um, I do know your situation, but I don't get you being in a bubble in the way in which one would assert that. I don't I don't see you not being in in in. Um, I don't see you, Deb, as being unattached to reality. I don't I don't get that. That's not the feeling I get. So I'm, I'm assuming that what people are doing is having just a, a hard time. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, just as a third party looking in, I'm assuming that people are prejudging you and therefore having a hard time understanding you because they just really don't know how to embrace the world of people who are dealing with uh, the level of disabilities that you have. Have to deal with you and and Johnny Erickson Tata and and others whom God has set on pedestals. They just don't know how to deal with that, and so therefore they play it down. Yeah, and that bothers me. Just I don't know what to do with it sometimes. Yeah, that's what Hassan was just saying. See. That was what Hassan was just saying, Hassan, and that's why I pivoted from uh, his emotional uh, distress around people, you know, trying to correct him or deal with him. And and, and I started talking about um, how you and I have to uh, continue to do the work of uh, of 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 an integrity walk with God, so that when people uh, misinterpret us. Or properly interpret us and don't like us, and we don't get moved by that. I, so, so if you if you if you've done as, so if we are walking in the integrity that God is calling us to, and I'll unpack that more. I've said it now fifty times for the first hour. I'll I'll explain it a little bit more before I close out. But if we're walking in the integrity, as Proverbs eleven says, the upright, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. And then Proverbs twenty also says, the poor man walketh in his integrity, and his his children are blessed. Um, there are at least six or seven promises that comes out of the indicative of of walking integrity in the Bible. And I want to unpack those in time to come. If the believer is walking upright with God in the simplicity of communion and fellowship with God and in the candidacy of who they are, not trying to be something that they're not, then people are going to see them for who they are. And that's the best you and I can do. Whether they like us or not is a secondary issue. Yeah. Now, but 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 that's a struggle because there are people we want to like us. Yeah, and I get tired of, of um, people misrepresenting me because I I'm not like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I got you, girl. I I got you. Well, just um, as the Lord gives you strength, and you can uh, keep uh, listening. We'll keep trying to. Um, 
develop a um a a godly perseverance uh in our in our walk with God so that we can live with people who misunderstand or misinterpret or who just don't like us. Yeah. Uh we I'm have to do that. I get so tired of saying, oh, Lord, why, you know, please come back yep. Yep. and yep. put me in a world where I've understood. Well, <laughs> that is so good. Now, you know Job asked for that by chapter 3. That's what he said. Lord, okay, all right, I, I, all right, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, so, and then the Lord said, no, 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 I know you feel that way, but God keep you here for a minute. And that's why the Lord has you here. Still got you here for a minute. We still got stuff to do, Deb. Still oh, got well. stuff to do. I'll try this. I want to meet Barbara one of these. Uh, well, keep praying for that. That might happen. My elusive wife is kind of like a, um, uh, what can I say? She's kind of like uh, an owl, an owl, owl. My kids would go owl. Um, hard to find. Hard to find. She's around. Uh, keep praying for it. That may happen one day. Bless you. Um, let yeah, let me go to line number uh, three and talk with Misty. Let's see if Misty is on uh, on the, on the same page today. Misty, what's going on with you? Hey, Jesse. Hey, well, I just wanted to speak into this issue, and uh, I agree with a lot of what uh, Deb said. Mm-hmm. Um, and about about what? In terms of what? Well, um, I mean, being sick, people there's not a lot of empathy going around out here in the world in general, and we will be hated for his name's sake. So we're going to get hits whether we're sick or whether we're well. We're going to get rejection hits all through the day because the enemy wants to set things up so that we will stumble and so that we, you know, to support our path or to get ahead of us or to, you know. That makes sense. And I deal with it all, all day, every day. So I understand, and she can, she can do a lot by being a prayer warrior in that position. Unfortunately for me, I'm a lot like that, uh, sick in a way that, you know, almost can't leave your bed, but I'm on the front line. Right. So I have it coming at me from every angle, and people that don't see you roll in in a wheelchair, if you do roll in in a wheelchair, you know, there's people open doors for you, and there's a kind of a different etiquette that goes with that. Mm -hmm. But if people are dealing with illness that is not you know, easy to spot, or mm-hmm, if you're not mm-hmm, easy to read, or mm-hmm. if you're handling missions that are far and above really what, what almost what you could be doing, but God laid some of those missions on the ones who are going to take them up. Mm-hmm. So whoever, whoever we are, you, me, Deb, anyone who's going to take up a mission, then God will put on us what maybe 30, 40 other people aren't going to do. So, I mean, I end up having to do a lot of things, and at the same point, I can't find a person that will even walk up to you and offer you, you know, a cup of water or a, a you know, I mean, you name it. How do you it's deal with? Part. How do you deal with? How do you deal with the lack of empathy? How does that impact you? Oh, uh, it, it it can go both ways. I mean, sometimes I'll be in my in my corner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in nature somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. cussing under my breath. Mm-hmm. Other times I'm prayerful okay. and I'm praying for the people that have hurt me a lot of times i just end up giving and um you know if somebody somebody's rejectful to me and then i'm like god if only i had some kindness over here my god what would i what could i accomplish if i had any of that so So your your, i go mm -hmm. so your anecdote in a moment your anecdote sometimes is when people are um 
misunderstanding you or just being vitriol. Your one of your antidotes, because you know a lot of people listen. I want some tools for people. Is giving. Well, my antidote. I mean, it depends because I've got a lot of things going at once. So okay. sometimes, let's say, let's say I've got some people on my prayer hook that I've been praying for for decades and decades. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in my heart, I feel good towards them, and sometimes I feel like, you know what? Well, God's just gonna like, um, what is the word? He's gonna turn you over to a reprobate mind. There's not gonna be a lot that I can do at this point. But sometimes I'll be interceding, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll just say, you know what? Don't have it your way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, God has laid this out to you so many times. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just depends on how much tragedy I'm going through. I mean, I'm dealing with war. I'm dealing with illness. I'm no, that makes with, sense. You know, pers- that makes sense. Procedures, I'm dealing with this. And then the giving part, for me, is I wish more people were doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know why they don't, because to me, it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. I like to write a little note. Mm-hmm. I like to go bring gifts to people I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like to go, you know, feed the birds, feed the, feed the animals, do mm-hmm. this and that. Mm-hmm. But I end up feeling like I'm dying half the time because the world is such an unkind place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I go somewhere where I can see the beauty or I can see the moon or I can just watch a butterfly. See, but you know what that is? That's a, that's a point of restoration for you. Yeah. That's I mean, a point I of restoration. Like, no, that's a point of restoration. We all have to yeah, know yeah. how to maintain integrity. We have to know how to maintain oh. integrity. So that's a point of restoration. Well, you know, right. Well, I wanted to speak into the integrity issue. I think integrity... It's a very, very deep card, and I honestly, I don't think that there's many people in the world that really live with integrity, because I, what I feel integrity is, integrity is when you lose everything you love, and you still stand for what's true. You go through rejection, you go through illness, you go through torments, you lose your family, you lose your health. Mm-hmm. You, the people, their integrity is there when things are rosy, but mm-hmm. it's only in your adversity mm-hmm. if you're willing to still stand mm-hmm. in that fire. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd say 95 to 99 percent, I'm standing in the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, one one percent, I'm literally drowning uh, and, you know, and mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. go, okay, God, now, and then I get redirected, mm-hmm. then God puts me back on a path, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta deal with this, I gotta deal with that, I gotta... And then sometimes I'm like, God, why am I doing all this? Right. It's almost like I can't stop. Right. It's in my spirit, so it keeps flooding to the top, even though I'm over here dying. So please, Lord, give me some strength. Give me some favor. Give me some restoration. Give me some truth. And the only thing I wanted to say in reference to this topic is bring it back to the core. Simplify, in my words, you know, I'm far from simple. Simplify the wording as opposed to complex, to making the wording complex. Standing in your integrity is when you don't get your desires, you don't get your needs met, you don't get your wants. In other words, and not even on top of that, okay, that would be great. If I could have that, that'd be cool. <laughs> but on top of that, you're getting attacked, bludgeoned, sidelined, slandered, destroyed, and all kinds of things, and then you've still got to maintain your integrity. Now, now that's Joe. Think, you know, and that's, that's, Joe. that's the part that I... I don't think that, honestly, I, I don't see people doing it. Okay. And, so, and that's what, so here, here, here. You know, what you just described uh-huh. is 
one category of integrity that the Bible highlights. That's going to be my first case study. It's on Job. You just described Job. You just described Job, okay? Yeah. Now, yeah, now, 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 now. I got the, I got the, I guess that's where I, I guess that's my world. Right, example. right, exactly. So states. And, and sometimes, so, and you know what, Jesse, sometimes I, I mean, okay, half and half depends. I'm honoring God. I'm like, you know what, God, thank you, you made me like this. And then other times, you know, God, this is a curse. Right. Why well, that's Job. wouldn't you just take the, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just take these thorns from my side? Mm-hmm. But it's like he brings you back down. Mm-hmm. And in between being bludgeoned by God and being bludgeoned by the devil, and people mm-hmm. think that God does not come at you in these ways. Mm-hmm. But when you're obeying, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's out there having this great life. And they're, you know, they're acting like they're obeying. Everything's cool. That's not how it is in my world. Mm-hmm. When I'm obeying, mm-hmm. I am still under a fall. Mm-hmm. And I would like it to be different, but you know what? I, I'm not in control of that. Mm-mm. All I can do is what I do, mm-hmm. but I can't control God's hand. Mm-mm. God's hand is going to keep ministering the way it does, and I wish he would relieve some of the stress, at least, you know, some of the reactions, the procedures, where I'm sick for seven months at a time while I'm trying to save a life, while I'm going to the vet at three in the morning. I was in ER last night at 3 a.m. I was in ER nights ago at 3 a.m. For what? I mean, I've got to go right now and get another ER situation going on. For I mean, you? Come on. I'm just trying to... Hold on. For you I, I, or somebody I else? I different things I take. Well, me and other things. Okay. Me All and right. animals that I take care of. For. Got so it. It, it. It can be whatever. You want to call somebody to come hang out with you at ER at 3 a.m., honey? There ain't nobody there. You you know what I'm saying? Sure. Your car dies on the freeway uh, at 3 a.m. You know who's there? Triple A. And you know who I got to wait for three hours to fill up in the rain? Triple A. Yeah. So... The thing is, is if the, if the, you know, and I'll go back on this because, I mean, back through this because this is my real, true life experience. If people in wherever that believe in the Lord, that are on uh, on a path, if they were more readily around for the real hard knocks of life to help others. I just don't see that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They go home, they're having a dinner, they're, you know, the kids are going to school, they got this, they got that. And I mean, I want to be able to call them when it's two in the morning and say, hey, you know, can you come over here? Uh, or, yeah, that's hey, a different I calling. Got, I got I got to cut it off right I there. That's a different call. You described Job's calling. That's like number five. I'm going to go back to number one. I'm going to start with number one integrity. Didn't At some point, I'll get to number five. Misty, number five is for uh, certain categories of people who have to go through certain things that are just... That's their lot. That's just their lot. Thanks for the call. That was good. Uh, all the lines are open. one 367 5329 We'll keep talking until the end of the hour. We are talking integrity. Got some really good, n- juicy, nutty stuff from both Hassan, Deborah, and Mystery, Misty on that. You guys call. And let's kind of expand on this. one 367 5329 one I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we've got 30 minutes. You guys can call. Lines are open. one 367 5329 We're talking about integrity. This is a great time for you to put your line in the water and uh, catch something by which you can feed your soul. 
uh, by way of confession, admission, um, sharing, uh, as our previous callers have done. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. How important is it for you and I? I'm going to quote a passage out of Job thirty one, in keeping with the MB Every Man's Battle, and I'm looking forward to hearing you call. Let's talk about working on uh, the biblical concept of integrity relative to uh, our walk with God, remembering that the uh, integrity of the upright will guide them, as Proverbs 11.3 says, and we need guidance as men and as women. But listen to Job in the heat of the battle as gold being placed in a furnace is being purged of all of the the iniquities and inequities that might be in his human nature. And yet what emerges is what God had stated in Job chapter two, verse three, he still holdeth his integrity. And can you believe it? His wife said in chapter three, let your integrity go and curse God. Well, no, 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 no. We don't want to do that. Listen to these words. Job says, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a maid? In other words, he said, I agree with my eyes that I would not undress women in a way of, uh, of, of a lack of integrity. He says, for what portion of God is there from above and what inheritance of the almighty from on high? I'm not going to unpack that. What Job is saying is the, the grace to make sure that I make a covenant with my eyes came from on high. He said, is not destruction to the wicked and a strange punishment to the workers of iniquity? Does not he see my ways? Part of integrity is knowing that God sees everything and counts all my steps. If I have walked with vanity or if my foot hath hastened to deceit, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know mine integrity. You know what he just said? A person of integrity walks with a, a God consciousness, but also holds an accountability factor before God. He says, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm practicing something contrary to God's glory, God deal with me, is what he's saying. If my steps have turned out of the way and my heart has walked after my eyes, and if any blot hath cleaved to mine hands, then let me sow and let another eat. Yea, let my offspring be rooted out of the earth. If my heart have been deceived by a woman or if I've laid wait for my neighbor's wife, then let my wife grind unto another. You know what that means. And let others bow down upon her. For if, or for this, Job says, is a heinous crime. Yea, it is an iniquity to be punished by the judges. For it is a fire that consumeth to destruction and would root out all my increase. Job says, a lack of integrity in the area of being able to perceive things rightly, leading to a morbid, lustful consumption and uh, adulterous lifestyle would destroy everything that Job has. He's right. And men, this is why integrity is something that we want to comprehend biblically, comprehensively, uh, and thoroughly. Uh, never mind shallow. We want to go deep with God. We want to get it right. 
We want to get it right. And so when we talk about it, uh, by the way, the number is one 367 one we talk about integrity. We are talking about that work of grace by which God in the intimacy of his presence by the spirit of God is working in us, the willing to do of his good pleasure by writing his laws on our hearts and our minds and transforming us by the gospel in a way that our affections and our passions and our uh, our um, our priorities are working in harmony with who we are, so that we minimize uh, the conflict of our sinful nature. In essence, when we're talking about uh, integrity, we are talking about um, three very important attributes: our character, our calling, and the conflict within our character our calling and the conflict within managing the internal conflict of our fallen nature. That's what integrity is all about. Managing the internal conflict of our fallen nature, making sure that our fallen nature does not bring us into ill repute because we have done what Job said. Don't do, um, you know, utilize the members of your body in a, a wrong way, uh, starting with your mind. Uh, the issue of integrity is all about uh, developing our character, developing, uh, discovering our calling, and then ultimately uh, dealing with uh, the difficulty uh, in our lives around conflict. Um, integrity is really a critical component. Uh, it's it's the way that you and I remain uh, uh, vitally in fellowship with God. I think is John First John chapter one verse six or seven rather. If if we say we have fellowship with God uh, and we walk in the light because Jesus Christ because of the blood of Jesus Christ, then uh, then we're going to avail ourselves to a path of honesty. We're not going to say that some say um, I don't have any sin, I don't do any sin. That's not integrity. <laughs> integrity is I am a sinner and I do sin and I need God's grace working in my life to overcome it. And then a pattern of, uh, of, of conduct by which um, I can maintain um, integrity uh, and the joy of a clear conscience uh, that is washed in the blood of the lamb and a soul that is enveloped by the righteousness of Christ and uh, and a pattern of life that uh, seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then uh, a strategy that's able to deal with what uh, Misty was saying, the ongoing perpetual unending battle. Hassan said it. Deborah said it. It's a battle. Uh, but the walk of grace, ladies and gentlemen, is a battle. That's just all there is. So. <clears throat> For those of you who are who are uh, radio members of Grace, I'm going to give you an acrostic expression of the word integrity, so you can write it down if you want to. Get a piece of paper, write it down. There, there are nine words here: I N T E G R I T Y, um, and I'm going to give you an expression of what it means. What is integrity? Well, first, integrity is intentionality. Integrity is intentionality. You and I are never going to be mature. We're never going to be settled, rooted and grounded by just waking up every day and kind of haphazardly going about our life. That's not grace, by the way. Grace is never just let go and let God. Never. Integrity is always intentionality. That's what you got in Job chapter 27 there, Job 31. Job was intentional about making sure that he doesn't use the eye gate of his his optimals, his optics to uh, to engage in liaisons that have nothing to do with reality. It's called being intentional. 
We can develop that through the scriptures. That's the first letter in integrity, intentional. The second letter in is necessity, the non-negotiable practices that lead to growth. There are things that are necessary in your life and you and I need to be committed to them. You meet people who don't make a distinction between important things and non-important things. You see a person that lacks integrity. If everything is equal to that person, they have no integrity. There are things that matter that we need to be committed to. And there are other things that are optional. And then there are other things that we should say no to. That's called necessity, living a life of necessity. That's what Paul meant when he says, God gave me the gospel and the gospel, a necessity was laid upon me. I feel a necessity upon me to be a preacher and pastor of the gospel of the grace of God in Jesus Christ. It's the real only, the only real answer to this world. I in intentionality of necessity, T, toughness. The word can be also translated tenacious. One of the areas of integrity is to develop in you and I perseverance to be able to endure trials in a way that God is glorified uh, through them, that the platform of tribulation and platform of trouble becomes an opportunity for people to look at God through us when we struggle. It's the decision that results in progress through cost. Now, I'm going to take a break pay some bills. When I come back, I'll deal with the one, two, three, four, five, six others. We've dealt with the first three. I, intentionality, in necessity, T, toughness or tenacity. And we'll deal with the rest after this break. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. We're talking integrity, something that you and I need to be able to walk uh, with God at peace. Enjoy the fullness of the spirit of God. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back at the time 6.50. I've got one more segment to go with you. And um, we're developing uh, a basic acrostic understanding of uh, integrity as I perceive it. In- integrity, starting off with the letter I, intentionality, uh, the internal resolve to grow up. Intentionality, the internal, the internal resolve to grow up. There are a lot of people who don't grow because they're not resolved to grow. And like I said, growing would never, never occur by accident. You just won't grow, not in spiritual things. You'll see people grow in a lot of ways, but not in spiritual things who are not intentional. Uh, necessity, that's the end in the integrity. The non-negotiable practice that leads to growth, where you are distinguishing and discerning what's important and what's not important and what's non-negotiable to your main uh, objective of growth. Um, this is what you would do with your children. You wouldn't let your children just wallow around all day and expect that they're going to grow up healthy without them put in, without putting them in a kind of regimental process of life by which you develop them at all of the critical areas of their personhood. I'm sure you know what I'm saying. Now, tenacity is the T in integrity. This has to do with the decisions that result in progress through cost. It's uh, it's making decisions that will cost you. And uh, and you realize that it's worth the loss of that for the gain of this in the area of uh, integrity. There are things that need to go in your life. They need to go. In fact, they are compromising your integrity because they're there. 
Bunch of stuff you're watching on the internet. Bunch of stuff you're watching on your phone. Bunch of stuff you're doing during the day that are no good for you or for me in the area of uh, of growing in our integrity. They need to go. So you need to be tough about decisions that you're going to make uh, so that you can continue to, to develop an integral walk with God. The fourth letter is E, and it means engagement. Now, this is going to help a lot of you. Engagement. There are people whose Christian walk is not engaged. They couldn't tell you how their Christianity really worked in real time on a day-to-day basis uh, to save their life because they just do the normal, everyday, mundane, secular uh, lifestyle walk that never, ever calls into question uh, character issues or biblical concepts or integrity factors. They just have a pretty smooth life. That's kind of, again, what Misty was saying with people who live every day. Now, this is the danger of living in our present world, ladies and gentlemen. The goal of the devil is to distract you so that you are meandering about. Yeah, maybe you got a job and you're doing this, that, and the other thing. But if you're not engaging your integrity in that job, you're not going to see the areas in which you need to operate out of the first three principles, intentionality, necessity, and toughness or tenacity. Engagement is the effort and involvement that clarifies my mission, the effort and involvement that clarifies my mission. This is something that I've heard for years as a pastor. Mark this. People who profess to be believers and have been in the faith some 700, 800, 900 years and still don't know their calling. Don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They've been AWOL, missing in action. They have not been engaging. Moms, you you have a mission to engage by which your character is challenged. By which your attributes and your priorities, as we talked about them earlier, are, are defined. And, and yes, they have to be rearranged from time to time. That's what we mean by integrity. It's an ongoing work. But if you're going to be a blessing to those kids, you have to walk integrally. You can't be full of crazy and chaos and discontinuity and incoherency. The kids going to look at you and say, oh, 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 mom's in trouble or dad, by the way. Engagement, the effort and involvement that clarifies my mission. You have a mission. I have a mission. We have a mission. G, the word grace. We are now at integ. Grace, both the supply and the understanding of total dependence on God's resources. I could stay here and park it and develop it at length. What I am not saying about integrity is that this is a self-help, you-do-it-alone kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, relative uh, uh, self-made man type of idea or concept to where you can boast in you putting together a composite of yourself when, in fact, integrity is altogether, as our last letter will imply, a complete submission to God's resources to be employed in your life as you working together with God, um, discover who you are and the best way in which you are to become all that God has called you to be. Grace, therefore, is the supply and understanding of total dependence upon his resources. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. The letter R is the letter for repetition. So we have intentionality, necessity, toughness, or tenacity, engagement, grace, now repetition. Here's the part that Christians collapse on as well in our um, our present 21st, 21st century culture. We are not committed to repetition. 
the discipline that results in reward that repeats the process. The discipline that results in reward that repeats the process. When you and I understand the blessing of repetition, you understand that the repeating of something over and over again until you get results leads to repeating it again because the results are the reward. And when you and I are growing in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and you come to discover that you have now built built a basic biblical theology that allows you to understand how God works and now God can use you to communicate biblical truth to others coupled with a character that demonstrates that you are walking with God as a priority instead of simply talking for God as a priority, then yeah, repetition has manifested itself. Like we get up every day and go to work, like we eat every day, like we sleep every day. The law of repetition is designed for us to come up against rewards that once again uh, result in us seeing advancement. So we have intentionality, necessity, toughness, engagement, grace, repetition. Here's the next word. It's critical to it. Internalization, internalizing the heart work of communion with God for transformation. Internalization. In other words, integrity is not about you putting on a bunch of fig leaves so that other people can say, my, how holy you are, how spiritual you are. Integrity is all about what you heard Job say. God knows who I am. He knows the way I go. He knows the way I take. I'm not living a passive life. I'm being very active in my engagement with God as he brings about in his economy of my life, providential events, good and bad, by which I have to now uh, call upon God to grace me to do what God is calling me to do in that particular scenario. You got that. It's called internalizing the heart work of communion with God for transformation. Philippians 2, 11, 12, for it is God that worketh in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. Therefore, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The last two ones are transformation. So we are now at integrity, integrity, transformation. What is that? The outcome of grace, working the process, resulting in actual growth. Isn't that powerful? The outcome of grace, working the process, resulting in actual growth. There's nothing that testifies to God working in your life where you don't have to say anything. It's evident. It's evident. Growth is evident when it's there. And the last word is yielding. This is the ultimate principle. The humility that remains aware that God must always be in control. The humility that remains aware that God must always be in control. As the apostle put it, I am what I am only by the grace of God. A man or woman of integrity is his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has ordained from before the foundation of the world for us to walk in. You and I essentially are God's masterpiece. I want that for you. I want that for me. Integrity is what we'll be dealing with this year. I hope this blessed you. So until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you. May the Lord cause his grace to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace.
Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.